Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church for five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. If you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep. Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you're started trying to reach. But after him who was able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is since was prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Best 
I could go on for another uh, 10 minutes, listeners, but I think you guys would rather hear from the man himself. <laughs> yeah, maybe another 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 20 minutes with accolades, but I think our listeners would rather um, hear from yourself. Uh, sure, guy, sure. JJ, uh, JJ, the jet plane, and all this wonderful stuff. Uh, Mom's Choice Award, Teacher's Choice Award. Our Parenting Media Award, Academics Choice Award, this is Dr. Toy 100 Best Children Products Award, the National Parenting Center's Seal of Approval, uh, endorsed by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media, uh, Seal of Excellence Award for Creative Child Magazine, first prize, children's category for the Magic World USA Songwriting Competition. So I guess you know a couple things about children. I do, sir, yeah. Yeah, so the whole first part of your introduction had to do with my sort of academic, uh, my research side, my clinical side, my seeing kids and families for uh, all these many years. And then more recently, I've gotten into writing children's music. And um, so my goal in life is basically, wow, I've learned all these really cool things, you know, having a bird's eye view, what goes on in kids' hearts and minds, and dealing with families and couples and how to bring out the best in people. And then I got into the whole uh, musical passion that was really inspired um, by my own spiritual path. You know, you talk about the man upstairs. I'm telling you, I, I feel right. so blessed to be uh, gifted with these songs that, that just sort of come to me and through me. And, uh, and uh, the focus of the songs really is to give kids uh, tools for being being able to deal with some of the, the challenges of life um, that they face, the many, many challenges that they face. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And that's fantastic because in today's society, I think children really don't have the opportunity to really be children anymore. Yeah, yeah, they're growing up too quickly. I, I often talk to parents about, uh, you know, you don't really want to, uh, have your five-year-olds exposed to even the daily, you know, the news at, at night. I mean, it's just so many images and some of the music and the video games and what they see in the streets and the bullying in the schools. And, boy, kids, they just need to be a little bit more protective from from some of the not-so-fun aspects of uh, of the state of the world these days. And so that's that's one of the things that I that I typically will encourage parents to do. Give them some time right. before they have to face all this stuff that they don't. Boy, they, you know, when kids are overwhelmed, they get they just kind of shut down. They they get anxious. They get depressed. They they start to think about stuff, and they can't get these uh, thoughts and images out of their minds sometimes. And I can't tell you the number of kids I've had to help with uh, challenges of going to sleep, or they're still sleeping in their parents' bed, and they're ten years old. You know. <laughs> And they're just overwhelmed. They're they're stressed just like their parents are, but their symptoms are right. happening in a little bit of a different way. Yep. Yeah, that's that that's that vicious circle that you know. Even when the parents come home, you know they're stressed and they want to give a a, a kid a tablet, uh, and they still don't give them that quality time because of their yeah. day. And it's a vicious circle. It's a vicious circle. So anyway, Doc, let's. <laughs> That's another show. We can go down that one, too. But let's talk yeah. about happy song. Let's talk about some happy stuff. What is some happy, happy kids' song? <laughs> yeah, what's happy well, kids' song? 
Well, like you said, you've named just only 50% of the awards because they just keep rolling in. It's you know basically it's a series of um, what I would say are really full production adult quality songs and activities, and and it's it's earmarked toward kids in the three to eight years old age range. So for those parents out there that who um, who have been into Raffi and whatever, I mean Raffi's still around after these many years, and the, I've always thought there's a big gap big gap between Raffi and rap. So kids in the in this age range, the three to eight year olds, they really don't have a music of their own, and at the same time, there's all these really important life lessons to learn. So what I've done is I've taken the concept that you know people people learn so much better when they when they can hear um, you know music and i i ask folks all the time i could could ask you uh mr patterson you you remember songs when you were like 3 and 4 years old and you still remember those lyrics and the meanings and all that stuff and and boy if 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 you were exposed to a lot of not great music or not that's age appropriate uh you know you're remembering stuff that's not all that useful and so i wanted to to take all this great knowledge I have as a psychologist and kind of put it into a, a form and fashion that's not only easy to swallow, but it's really a pleasure. And um, I don't know if you remember, there's a, there's a guy uh, named Christopher Cross who won six Grammys in one night. He had that song Sailing and Ride Like the Wind. And and uh, I, met him here in, I met him here in Santa Barbara, and he gave me free studio time. Uh, and actually sing and played a little bit on, on my first, uh, what was at that time, a cassette tape, now a CD as it's been repackaged. And then the other really fortunate um, thing that I've had is that I'm connected with a guy named Brian Mann here in Santa Barbara, and he's he's the same arranger as Kenny Higgins and Michael McDonald. So the kind of music that I've produced is not your average sing-songy guitar, you know, with me singing kind of thing. I do sing some, but I, I really think that kids um, uh, gravitate way more toward hearing other children sing. So what I've done is I will typically interview or audition like maybe 70 kids uh, and choose seven or eight. I put them in a chorus. These kids are really superstars from from where I live, and they're kids who've been on stage a lot, and they're getting beyond fear, and they come in the studio, and they're just... You know, I feel like I'm I'm bottling all this energy and trying to channel it into something constructive sometimes. But uh, it's very fun. I just love them up and uh, and uh, give give kids what the kind of music that they're really gravitating toward, which is way more sophisticated than what used to be. You know, it's it's upbeat, but it's sophisticated. It's full production. It's adult quality and that kind of thing. So that's uh, that's been how I put it all together. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, give our listeners the name of some of the songs that you've developed. And then well, we're going to play some of your music. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, call, a song called Shake It Out and Dance. Uh, one of one of the uh, big hits I've had is called Bye Bye Bully. Another one is uh, Stand Up, which is a rap song about bullying. I've got a couple songs about bullying since that be, it seems to be so problematic and epidemic in the schools these days. And there's a song called Talk It Out, and that's all about, uh, you know, in your in your uh, intro music, you're talking about, we, you know, we can work it out and let's work it out kind of thing. Well, 
one of the things that we know from a ton of research, in my experience too, is that you can teach kids, even as young as like kindergarten and first grade, how to sit down, talk about their feelings, resolve conflict, feel better at the conclusion of a conversation, and you know, help them out um, with with their feelings piece because you know stuff happens all the time. Kids make mistakes. They can be mean. They can have a bad day. They can have their parents be fighting in the morning, and then they come to school and they want to take it out on somebody. And so, you know, there's ways that um, that I love to give kids tools for how to be happy. That's what we call them, happy kid songs. So those are yeah some other titles. Wow. Um, uh, Reach out is a song for kids uh, who uh, tend to be a little bit on the shy side, and they don't know how to quite put that foot forward and make friends with with other kids and that kind of thing and and then uh, maybe we can talk later I've I've just written a play that's got some additional songs that I'd like to maybe talk about uh, later in the interview definitely definitely well listen we have um what do you have here we have stand up uh queued up for stand you up. like we're going to let our listeners put our ears on that so um, that cool. was one of the songs that you mentioned that uh, spoke toward uh, the bullying problem, correct? The bullying thing. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Hey, uh, Don McManus with uh, Stand Up. Put your ear on this.
Everyone, stand up. We're back. Stand up. Yeah, you know what? You know, I'll tell you what that song's based upon. I I uh, have consulted in the schools, and there's just all this research on bullying. So, where does bullying happen? Well, it doesn't happen in front of teachers. That's for sure. It does not happen so much in the classroom. It happens on recess time, lunchtime, playground time. When if somebody's not feeling so good and they want to do some bullying or teasing, they don't do it in front of adults. So what we have learned is that one of the most important and effective interventions for schools is to teach kids how not to be bystanders because there is a reinforcement, a payoff that the bully gets from other kids laughing, from sort of other kids kind of piling on or saying nothing. And if you can just empower an entire school system to teach the kids, hey, look, when this stuff happens, you know, use the golden rule. You don't like to be put down or whatever either. So stand up for your buddies, you know, and and provide them some insulation from this negative stuff that's going on. And um, it really works. I mean, it's, it's probably one of the few things that systematically works in schools to reduce bullying is educating kids not to just be bystanders and not say say anything, but to stand up and speak your mind. It's never okay to be unkind, that kind of thing. So that's right. been my well, that kind of one led, of my that themes. Was kind of lead, that was kind of leading into uh, my next question that uh, we had here is, why do you think it's so important to teach children about social and emotional skills instead of just dealing with academic challenges? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, teachers are really good with the academics because that's what they're trained to do. But unfortunately, in schools across the country, in all walks, I mean, both rural schools, inner city schools, you name it, um, what teachers are dealing with so much of their time is the social and emotional challenges that kids have. So here's what we know about the brain. We we talked about this last time I <clears throat> got interviewed, but... Um, you know, we got this thing called the amygdala. It's the size and shape of an almond in our brain. And when we're upset, that amygdala, it's almost like the fight-or-flight thing. It's so strong and so powerful that our feelings overcome our ability to think clearly. And thinking take, it takes place in this prefrontal cortex. You know, it's what makes us human, this big old clump on top of our head. That's the prefrontal cortex. That's... You know, we've got 80 billion neurons, but, boy, I'm telling you, if a kid is teased out on the playground or something, he comes in, he tries to focus on what the teacher's doing up at the blackboard. She's trying to teach arithmetic or spelling or something, and he doesn't, or she doesn't have the ability to focus, the the overwhelm. So the bottom line is, unless or until uh, kids can become less consumed with their negative emotions and feel socially connected and feel good about themselves, they really don't have such a, uh, such a good ability to learn. You know, so I, one of my favorite adages is happy kids learn better. There's just no question about that. I've seen in therapy where you can take a child who's troubled about something and you take the troubles away, and it's almost like you've you've added a lot of horsepower to their ability to learn. So, um, you know, another analogy is with computer memory. If you if you have uh, you know, a certain amount of memory in your computer, but it's taken up by so many programs being opened up. Well, you know, you can't operate things. you got to close some stuff down so you can get some more working memory. It's probably more true in the old days, but uh, 
you get the point. Definitely, definitely. I had this particular um, caring for, um, I guess, contemporary gospel. I was telling some other friends of mine um, that it's almost like the Pied Piper thing, you know, like younger children don't really care so much for, um, I guess, contemporary gospel. I mean, old school gospel is what I'm trying to say. But if you repackage it and you get them listening to the music first, then then they'll receive the message. Then they'll yeah. receive the message. But if they don't like the music, it doesn't really matter what you say. They're not going to hear it. Exactly. Uh, you got to you got to you got to you got to get their attention first. Otherwise. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 to me, it's almost it's almost like like really simple. I mean, you you really have to communicate to a person in the language or in the manner they used to be communicated with. And exactly. Once you do that, then <laughs> yeah. you got something going, you know. Yeah, yeah, and 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 different uh, different parts of our society, and actually, you know, if you compare American music to what what happens in other cultures, I mean, yeah, there's a way that we're really kind of programmed, even in utero, if babies in utero are exposed to certain kinds of music, they will prefer it when they're after they're born. Just like they'll prefer their mother's voice to a stranger's voice. It's fascinating how, how just like we develop a taste for sushi if we're Japanese or if we're, you know, you know whatever you're exposed to early on really um, puts a footprint into um, into what you will like later. And you know, music. Uh, they they uh, recently, I think it's about a year ago, they discovered these bone flutes, and um, so. I don't know how old you think the universe is, but these bone flutes that were carved by people for as some of the first instruments ever made was 80,000 years ago. These things are 80,000 years old. So music has been a part of every culture in some way. It's been such an important piece of how it is that people connect to each other, um, you know, just even breathing together as you breathe together, singing a song there's a way that the brains become entrained and aligned with one another. It's kind of a, almost like a social glue that takes place when, <laughs> when, when you're singing with other people. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. I have. I have this. I have this debate with a lot of uh, uh, young artists. You know that are in the. You know in the recording side. They always yeah. tell me that. Uh, uh, this listen to my music, you know, it's brand new, you know, it's fresh, you know, I got my own style and this and that. So just by yeah. listening to what you're saying, uh, you agree with my uh, observation that we're all a product of our environment. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I asked the, ask these it's guys. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I asked these guys, I said, uh, um, you know, what kind of music did your parents listen to? Oh, they listen to R.I.B., you know, they listen to rock, they listen to some gospel, you know, listen to some metal. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, you listen to all this music, you know, your entire um, uh, youth pretty much, all up until your age now, right? Yeah, 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 I listen to all this, you know, I appreciate all aspects of the music. And I said, oh, and you got your own style, right? <laughs> and they say, yeah, yeah, I got my own thing, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of right. funny to me, but anyway. Right, right. Well, it's got to be some combination of of. Uh, I, I think the, the, 
music that turns us on has a really important combination of of consistency and like recognizability like yeah hey that's i can remember that but also elements of surprise because it's those elements of surprise a slightly different chord a slightly different word phrasing rhythm whatever that's what what keeps our attention too and keeps us kind of exciting because because the brain it's it, it numbs out a little bit when when uh, there isn't that uh, element of something a little bit different that's there so yeah it's it, but you can't just like do something completely that's just you know nobody's ever heard it before i mean it's just really hard to to relate to it because it doesn't feel like home you know right yeah, yeah this is yeah. you know you know so it's just amazing to me all yeah. righty now let me see what we got here we talked yeah. about bullying and your theory on uh communication well i know what it is but let's hear what you got to say why is communication so important well, communication, um, it's kind of a broad term, and communication can simply be, you know, uh, if I say the word ketchup, well, you know what that means, and if I ask you to get it from the refrigerator, you'll be able to do that. Um, but what we're, what we're, what we're to- totally doing as therapists, for the most part, I'll tell you a little secret. I mean, if, if, if families would just learn how to deal with big feelings, it's okay to feel sad, mad, scared, you know, but but to, to stay on top of feelings, we call it name it and claim it. <clears throat> so step number one in what we what we've figured out are like healthy individuals and healthy families is that you're aware of what you're feeling. It's okay to feel, and that feelings want to come out. So now here's the neuroscience. This isn't a bunch of woo-woo California therapists saying this. This is neuroscience. If you are feeling understood by somebody, if you're explaining what you're feeling or wanting or thinking and you feel understood by them, that amygdala that I talked about before, that little part of the brain that's the emotional piece, it settles down. It goes, ah. And then you can let it go. So you don't want to stay stuck in the story of, oh, my gosh, life is awful and blah, 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 blah. You know, But if you have upset feelings, it really helps to, I have this sort of one-two kind of approach to it. It's kind of like there's ways you can work out feelings on your own, and that's a good thing too. But it's also really helpful and important to talk it out. And when we feel understood, that's when the magic happens. So that's the importance of communication, that, that uh, everybody in the world wants to be seen they want understood. It's almost like we've now, we, we now, from a research on the brain, it's kind of like our brains are social organs and they are walking around the world looking for validation. Am I okay for who I am? Am I okay even if I have, you know, if I'm mad at you about something? Am I okay even if, <clears throat> fill in the blanks, you know, and everybody has their reason why they don't feel like they're quite okay enough or they don't see themselves through God's eyes in a, in a religious, spiritual way. It's kind of like, uh, so we want that validation. We're looking for it. And it's an okay thing to be kind to people and praise them and thank yous and connect and all that stuff because that's what we know is absolutely necessary for bringing out the best in us. So communication, if we look at, at healthy families, my wife and I did some research, we identified like the 10 keys to a happy, loving family. And what are the things that over and over again, the research shows this, that, and the other thing. And communication 
and expression of feelings are the first two keys. And what we discovered is that they're really the foundation of, of almost everything else that, that's important in families. That's kind of like the foundation for the building. And uh, right. so that's a good thing. It's a good thing. And it's not it's not what I learned growing up. I don't know about you, but it's like, you know, uh, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about or you know, <laughs> man, man up, you know, oh. or, you know, especially guys. Oh, my God. Guys are just – guys oh, are just – I feel so sorry for them. I, mean, I, have, I spend uh, half my time with couples, like empathizing with the guys, because the women want, "Hey, come on, we want to. I want to have a deeper relationship." And the guys going, "What are you talking about?" You know. Yeah, you can relate. Because I'm like, I'm like, man, he just didn't go there, did he? Because I remember, boy, shut up, boy, get out of here with that noise. And I'm in there trying to sing my heart out. Like, I just got off the work. I don't want to hear that shit. Go in there. Go in there. Cut. Look. Do something. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. You know, so Suck you can imagine the little you can imagine the little kids that are they're actually trying to sing or, or trying to play the instrument and the parents come home and they tired and get to yelling at them. So I Yeah. Understand. Yeah. 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 We all had it in different ways. My in my family I just assumed by the time I was twenty years old that, that there was like no no such thing as anger, you know. Are you there? <laughs> like, so you, yeah, you said you assumed? Yeah, because any time there was a problem, you know, my father would get upset about something, and he'd be uh, he'd be pouting and leaving the room and, you know, withdraw for a long period of time. So, anyway. Yeah, that was his cooling out mechanism. But while we're on that subject, uh, Talking Out, we have your song, Talking Out, queued up. And, uh... This is Dr. Matt coming at you with Talk It Out. It's a magical moment. Just like a miracle's occurred. It's a magical moment. Whenever everyone, yeah, everyone feels
like a miracle's occurred. It's a magical moment whenever everyone soup cans and chicken bones and whatever and you let it sit for days 
and you walk into the kitchen, and oh my gosh, it starts to stink a little bit, you know. And that's what happens in relationships, that people can withdraw from each other, or they'll get back at each other, or they'll overeat, overdrink, over whatever, because they're just struggling with these feelings inside, and they don't know how to deal with them. So that's one of my most right. important missions, to try and put this stuff out there in a really fun and entertaining way. And that's good because yep. they can get it from the get it from the foundation because a lot of adults are still struggling with that same issue. Yeah, yeah. Well, instead of learning medieval history and trigonometry and a whole bunch of things that aren't necessarily all that useful in classes in junior high and high school, I mean, boy, we should be teaching kids social skills and emotional skills and and relationship skills and. And um, we have a family assessment that we prescribe to a lot of people. You know, it's like, you know, understand what's really going well in your family and then also look at the things that may not be going so well and you want to put some attention to it. You know, here's a, here's a crack in the wall over here. Okay, we want to spackle it and paint it over and, and fix that part of the family up. And, you know, another one includes things like the how the, the parents' relationship with each other is such an important determinant about healthy families. Another one is that parents in healthy families are in charge of their kids. And there's way too many kids these days who are out of control and their parents for any of a number of reasons aren't setting limits with their kids. So that's that's one of the passions that I spoke to you about the last time uh, we spoke. Right, right. Well, talk to us a little bit about your uh, your song, Shake It Out. Shake it out and dance. Okay, so there's something that happens with kids, and, you know, if I if I look back at my caseload over these past four decades and I say, well, what's changed? Well, we got more kids with anxiety. And I don't really, I don't have every description for what that is. I know there's more stress in general. There's economic stress, there's political stress, all kinds of stress. So, But kids have anxious thoughts and feelings and they don't know how to deal with that stuff so this the song called shake it out is shake it out and dance and it's one of the tools that i use with kids when they have a need for what we call cognitive behavior therapy which is really the treatment of choice if you came to me mr patterson you said you know i can't stop thinking about these bad thoughts or i'm constantly worrying or i'm a perfectionist or i'm self-critical all the time or whatever and i'd say boy we need to do some cognitive therapy so cognitive therapy uh hadn't been so developed uh for children so i developed actually a couple songs one's called go away bad thoughts and this one called Shake It Out and Dance, and it's kind of a theme. The theme of it is that kids can become in charge of their negative thinking, and if they can handle their thinking processes and improve their ability to think positively, then they can uh, have far fewer sort of negative emotions floating around all day. So that's the theme of that tune, Shake It Out and Dance. Uh, okay. My dear loyal listeners, let the window down, turn the air conditioning up, and put your air on this. this <laughs> shake it out. Dr. Matt. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't.
shake it out and dance. Yeah. I want to I want to give credit to Lois Mahalia who is an undiscovered gem here in Santa Barbara. I love her voice and she's uh she's one been one of my primary adult singers that you hear singing there with the kids. She's she's sort of playing the role of the doctor, you know, the kids got the bad thoughts spinning around in their head. I actually have an, a a little video of this particular song uh, that's at my website at happy kids uh happykidssongs.com. It's kind of fun because you have you have her with the white coat on and she's checking the kid's head and she sees all these negative thoughts in the head and all the smoke coming out of their ears kind of thing, and then the kids start to dance and it's a whole band that uh, that plays it. It's all animated. It's a little cartoon thing that uh, that's kind of fun. So actually, sometimes in my sessions I say, "Hey, you got this? You got this problem with thoughts in your head? You check this out." And I'll sit there and pull out the laptop and show it to the kids or. Or I'll just prescribe the song sometimes. It's like, uh, hey, so you've got this certain issue going on, so uh, take two songs and call me in the morning, you know? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just love what you do, man. It's so it's so necessary. Um, it, Thank you. It really is. Thank you. Yeah. It really is. So, so, so you want to hear about my latest thing? Yeah, come on. Huh? Okay. Yeah, come on. I was just I was just gonna tell. Let me give me one second. For those uh, yeah. of you that just joined the show recently, that just joined, um, the show will be available in a few minutes, so you can hear it in its entirety. But if you'd like to call in, chime in, got a question uh, for Dr. McManus, the call-in number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven four seven. All right, then. I'm sorry, Doc. Let's roll. No problem. So you know, my latest inspiration. My latest inspiration is this thing called Elementary School Musical, and um, one of the one of the deficits I see in the school systems is they're putting on plays that you know, like Recycled Peter Pan and you know, Music Man, Bye Bye Birdie, and a bunch of stuff, you know, Charlie Brown's Christmas and all that stuff. And so, I um, thought it would be really a great idea to write a play that's really way more contemporary. The song that you played first, the Stand Up, that's uh, part of the part of the whole theme these kids walk out there's this sick dog they got to go on a quest to be able to raise some money to get a vet to be able to help this sick dog and they wind up you know going through portals they fly to the moon they're under the ocean they're just on this wild adventure and they obviously some have have some challenges to get along with them with each other and that kind of thing because and one kid's got this eye gadget, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, this the eye gadget's not even supposed to come out for another five years. But, but you know, she downloaded it on her mother's 3D printer. And, and uh, you know, so they use this eye gadget. And this other girl's got intuitions about things and has this dream that she shares. So basically it's uh, just packed with a bunch of, of uh, great songs. There's eight songs that have just uh, won an award, the best children's CD of the year by um, Creative Child Magazine. So that's the best CD of the year, and it's just eight songs out of the uh, out of this uh, musical that I've written, and it's just begging to be produced. So if you have any listeners who'd like to uh, consider it, they can just go to my website at happykidsongs.com and look up Elementary School Musical on the website there and check it out. And uh, I uh, I literally print copies myself when I send it out because I want people to have the the highest and most uh, um, intense musical experience, you know. Because so I use AIFFs, which are the full 
the full files instead of just the MP3s. Right. For this kind of thing. So, yeah, I'd just love to to uh, get it out there. Just more more good information might, uh, for kids. But yeah, I might have somebody. I might have something for you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. as, as, as I was listening to your music, you know, I had started to produce this show called Pop Kids, which is short for Soda Pop Kids. And uh, yeah. what, I was, what I was doing was teaching um, uh, young kids in your age group how to be broadcast engineers, um, radio hosts, so on and so forth. So, wow. Um, your your music would be perfect uh, for them to play and also uh, interview a lot of the kids that went through your whole process to be you know to be to participate sure. in your stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, my producer mind was running while I was listening. Yeah, well that's cool. <laughs> Synchronicity, huh? There's no mistakes in this yeah. world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so I, was, I was thinking about what you're saying before. We are we are birds of a feather because I could, I could just take the lyrics from your opening your opening song to your show, and it just it, it captures probably five or six of my major themes about uh, the you know the importance of kindness and respect and caring and and uh, a higher power and all that good stuff to to help folks deal with all the stress, deal with all the problems, as my wife says. Sometimes it's really hard being human. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I always say I always say that uh, I'm I'm actually the brother from the other planet, you know, because yeah. some of the things some of the things that I was taught, you know, the honor, integrity, respect, you know, like the basic uh, uh, principles, and like, you kind of look around today, and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm by myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. What happened to character, right? <laughs> yeah, what happened? What happened to all that stuff, man? I mean, what happened to yeah. when a man when a man's word was his word when his word, you know? I'm like, what happened to that? Yeah. I'm like, okay. And then they say, okay, well, you know, don't go by, don't take a man's word, you know, it has to be in a contract. Okay, now contracts just give you the ability to go to court. It does not mean that you're going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got That's it. Crazy. You got it. So. Yeah, so that's the other thing. It's that was, that's the third wheel that I didn't even mention. But you know, it's like it's social and emotional skills and character is is the other focus of a lot of my songs. Like I've got a I've got a a, a rap song on honesty, H O N E S T Y. Um, so you know, and and just teaching kids the importance. I've got another song uh, called the Golden Rule. I think I mentioned that before. And this this song was. Uh, sung with me i actually sung it with this guy who was the um really close friend of george bush and he was in texas he was a texas poet laureate <laughs> his name was red steagall so i flew to houston and i recorded in his studio with him and that was very fun uh so like it's almost like a cowboy kind of tune about the golden rule and that's when that's been the most uh joyful element for my life as far as producing music is that with kids music you get to be outrageous that the song talk it out that you play that's a tango right so i get mm-hmm. to write a tango a rap song a country song a rock song you know i just get to do anything what i want and and uh, uh reggae you know just you just name it and i've, I've got a, got the ability to kind of like diversify and 
not only is it more fun for me and musicians, but it's really fun for the kids, too, to hear that kind of contrast from one style of music to the next. Well, you know, we have another, you know, a couple more questions here for you, but I got one question too. What? Tell me a little bit about your process of uh, interviewing the, the children for your for your project. How interesting oh, that's a good was question. That? Well, it's great. It's really fun. I mean, there's there's an interesting song that everybody knows, and so I auditioned on the phone first, and it's the Happy Birthday song. Because happy birthday, dear. That's an octave jump. And so if kids can sing that song and sing it in tune without, like, changing the key in the middle of the tune, then right. and I hear them, I hear their tone, I get to flash, you know, their personality, and I hear them, you know, their their ability to, to have pretty good pitch. That's really the most important thing. And, and then I would say that, that the other one is, like I said, I, I usually take kids who have been on stage because they have overcome that fear that kind of like some kids can have a really great voice, but they're so kind of held back that it's flat. And so what I tell the kids is, you know, when when you sing, if you're singing live, well, you get the whole 100%. But if you're singing into a microphone, you're going to lose a little bit of the energy from that, and then you squeeze it down into the mix, and then it's squeezed down into MP3, and then it's squeezed down into whatever listening device, and it's kind of like... So you have to have pretty big energy to start with. And um, so I really let the kids kind of fly with that. But I'm definitely um, having fun with them in the process of sort of selecting them. And as I said, I, I will audition just, you know, dozens and dozens of kids and then select the, the very best and then uh, figure out what they're good at. Some are really good at chorus and some are really good with the solos and some are great with both. And then... Uh, try and uh, do what I try to do in my the rest of my life completely, which is uh, love them up and bring out the best in them as, as best I can. Kind of just be the catalyst, you know? Be, just be the catalyst and let the magic happen. <laughs> I'm just picturing this process over the phone. I know that's that's the easy one. How about the li- live auditions with the parents as well? <laughs> what, what do you mean? You get into that. Well, well, I don't have I, I don't have parents of the kids singing with me. I have oh. I have adult singers. Yeah, no, I have oh, adult okay. singers who are who are professional singers. Yeah, and I've got like four main people. Um, I wrote a song for Obama called "It's About a Sunrise," and in that song, I had a whole um, a small gospel group. I had like uh, ten. Five women, five men singing a gospel kind of song. I, I don't think I sent you that one, but uh, you'd be interested in that. Valerie Jarrett heard it and she loved it, but it never it never got in the campaign. It was my gift to the campaign, but it, it never took off. They, I don't know, it got lost in the uh, got lost somewhere in translation. But it's it's one of the songs that's uh, that's offered out of my 50 songs at uh, on my website at happykidsongs.com. Well, it's about a sunrise. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the new dawn, <laughs> the next yeah. dawn. Well, yeah, yeah. Don't give up on it yet, because songs have a way of circling back around when you least expect it. Yeah, you've had that. You've had that experience. Uh, a couple of times, I've actually yeah, I was walking it. down. I was walking down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard, and uh, a guy was trying to sell me one of my songs on a CD. Hmm. 
thought that that's was hysterical. <laughs> that's hysterical. <laughs> but, but Doc, we have another one of your songs queued up here, uh, Attitude of Gratitude. So I want to let our listeners get a chance to hear that one before you go. Go for it. And you know what? I'll I'll tell you, folks. This this is the this is the final song in the uh, in the elementary school musical. This is one of the final songs. So have at it.
Doc. We're going to stop that one right there. We look like the yeah. down to the last minute and a half of the show, man. Time flies when you're having fun. So tell everybody where they can go well, get your music real quick. Thank you for the great interview. <laughs> I'll throw in my thank yous there. Okay, the music is at happykidsongs.com. No spelling problems with that. Happykidsongs.com. And that's where you can find the elementary school musical, too. And, um, well, I look forward to connecting with more people and people of a similar vision, similar mission to try and bring out the best and give our kids tools in the world so that they can be happy. And thank you so much for joining us again. And we're going to have you back really soon, I know, because uh, the kids is the most important thing for us, and then we're doing the music, yeah. and we love you for that and love what you got going on. And we're going to continue to, to uh, support you and continue to push the show and continue to push everything that you got going. Well, good for good for good for me, and thank you so much, Mr. Patterson. You're you're the best. You're just quite welcome, and thank you again okay. for joining us. And you take we'll care. We'll be talking to you soon. Alrighty. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Same bad time, bad time channel. And that was Dr. McManus. So come back and see us again next week. This is your host, Lamont Patterson, and we love you so much for joining us. And uh, we appreciate it. I am in the
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.